When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British Royal history. Last week, we went really in-depth into the new film Spencer starring Kristen Stewart, and albeit I was a little harsh, I'm not going to lie, but I did try to shed light on the positives and the negatives. The big positive takeaway from that film is her relationship with her boys. That's still something that really stands out, and what the film, from what a lot of critics have been saying, is what the film got right. Even... Diana's former butler, Paul Burrell, has come out saying how accurate Kristen Stewart's portrayal is, that she got her mannerisms correct, and she got a lot of behind-the-scenes really close to reality. So we have to lend some positivity and some credence where it's due. But seeing Spencer and seeing all of these reviews come out has got me thinking. I've been doing some reflection, some analysis on my own, and there has been a lot of portrayals of princess diana in the last 10 years either films about her films depicting her books that have come out documentaries that have come out there's just been a lot of media consumption of her especially in the last 10 years even some can argue in the past 15 20 years there's just been a lot of media coming out and it doesn't seem to be stopping why does this keep coming out? Why is she this one royal that we as a collective are still deeply fascinated by? When you look objectively, what's being put out isn't doing anything new. It's retelling the same stories, the same moments in history, but through a slightly different lens of a different author, where they have a different intent. Some to just spill the facts, some to highlight something very specific. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I have the tell-all Andrew Morton book from 1992, but it's also the anniversary one, so there's extra stuff added in there. I have the book by Sarah Bradford. I have a book detailing the various homes Diana had by Deb Stratus. And I have the HRH Notes on Royal Fashion by Elizabeth Holmes, where Princess Diana has a 
detailed chapter about her fashions, her sartorial messages, how her style evolved, and how much of an impact it made in the fashion industry. So there's a lot where we've di dissected of Princess Diana, but seeing Spencer really got me thinking. In all these depictions of her, where where's some sense of truth, especially in film? Where is some sense of truth? Where have historians come out, reviewers, critics, those that worked with her, those that knew her? Where is some truth? What can we watch and go, okay, this is at least something that is believable, that's grounded in truth. What is something that we should probably stay clear of? Well, I've done some digging and I've done some research and ingesting of my own. And buckle up, we are going to be talking about Diana in the media. So when looking objectively at the films depicting Diana, ones that have her 100% as a character, we have Diana, the 2013 film starring Naomi Watts. We have Diana, the musical that uh, came, that was in previews in 2020, right before everything closed because of the pandemic. And now we have The Crown season four and we have uh, the film Spencer. There is also the movie The Queen from 2006, which depicts the immediate aftermath of her death and funeral. And while <laughs> there is an actress that did play Princess Diana that they do in vignettes when she's in Paris, the sub while the subject matter is Diana, that's very much focused on the royal family and the aftermath. So we'll mention it, but that's not Diana as a person isn't necessarily the main focus of that film it's what did the royal family do to make their decisions let's first look at Diana from 2013 this was a film starring Naomi Watts and this film depicts the last two years of Diana's life it opens one it immediately opens with the night of her death and a lot of security cam footage was replicated and that got kind of uncomfortable. The film immediately opened, and it's August 31st, 1997. Ooh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> but the film, once the storyline actually picks up, it's 1995. She does the Martin Bashir panorama interview. And the entire film follows her relationship with surgeon Hasat Khan that she met when she visited a hospital. And it, the film really, it, it's about that. It's she's separated, she then goes through her divorce, and then ultimately her death. You don't see her death, you see the aftermath of her death. But this film really focuses on the relationship between Diana and Hasat Khan. And this film has not been reviewed very well. This film was advertised as she's divorced from Prince Charles, she's separated from the royal family, she's officially her own person, and now she's finding herself. And that's not the case. The entire film is about her relationship with Hasat Khan, the ups, the downs, the press finding out, um, him being a fiercely private person and not wanting the attention, the ups and downs of their relationship, and ultimately, you know, her finding Dodi Al-Fayed and then her death. One thing the film that does depict, which made me feel really icky, is Diana's relationship with the press. There's one scene where she's outside the hospital after visiting Khan, and there's a photographer there taking her picture, and she walks up and goes, no, 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 this isn't the agreement, no, you, you're, you're breaking the rules. 
The photographer picks up his phone to call his boss, and Diana just snatches it out of his hand and goes, you know, what the hell? This was not our agreement, ABC123, and it kind of shows that she had a little bit more influence on over the press and was really, really manipulating them, and that just made me feel icky. It made me feel gross. But that one has not been very well-reviewed at all. Reviews especially on Rotten Tomato, on IMDb. It's all saying the same thing. This doesn't do anything new. It feels like a Lifetime movie with a big film budget. When you take away the love story, what is this movie actually telling? It's not really telling anything. So that is sort of our first foray. That was the first depiction of Diana in film in the past 10 years. That's one of the first where it's a film solely dedicated to her. Next, the next three entries are, of course, from the last uh, about three years. We have Diana the Musical, which I have said at length that it is not one that I like. It's trying to do too much in such a little time. Reviewers have, again, said the same thing. It's hollow. It doesn't do anything new. It doesn't tell us anything new. It doesn't take a stance. It's just regurgitating history in a very flash dancey way. The lyrics are a little clunky. The only really impressive thing to watch is the costume changes, especially the onstage costume changes. But in terms of the musical, what does it do? It tells Diana's entry into the royal family up into her death. So it covers her entire life from about 1980, 1981 until her death in 1997. And as I've said before, that's too much time to try to depict in a musical setting. You need to sort of trim it down to focus on one big thing. The next one is The Crown Season 4, which is a full season. Diana has about eight episodes, seven or eight episodes, where she appears. And it tells how she entered the royal family, the courting of Prince Charles, and her first ten years as Princess of Wales. The show enters, and it's, I think, 1979, 1980. And then it ends in 1991. And this series shows very much her struggles with her own mental health, her bulimia, actual scenes where the royal family dismisses her, says, you know, no, you're overreacting, you just need to do your job. Actual scenes where they turn her away, actual scenes where they ignore her and try to hush her away, and the struggles where she tries to find her role as Princess of Wales. We're going to get into those reviews as in, in a minute. And the last depiction of her is, of course, the most recent one, Spencer, where it takes place over three days in 1991, and it shows her officially at her breaking point, and at the very end of the film, she decides to begin to take her life back. Those are the ones, those are the four films that actively depict Diana. She is the, she is the main character, she is a character, and is telling her story. Now, <laughs> um... Diana from 2013 and Diana the Musical, in terms of reviews, are the ones at the bottom of the list. While they are depicting history, and they do have historical reenactments, so there is history, there is truth happening there. Where the film and the musical get a lot of negative criticism is its depiction behind the scenes, where it's trying to color in this character, and it's very hollow, it doesn't do anything, it doesn't take a stance. And while the historical reenactments may look very beautiful, it very much feels like that. It's a reenactment. It does. It still doesn't feel organic. It doesn't feel real. The best example of this is in the 2013 film, Diana. They recreate pretty decent sections of her Martin Bashir interview with Panorama. And 
it it feels as if Naomi Watts is just doing an impersonation. It doesn't feel like a real organic character, especially because the character traits that we're seeing and how Naomi Watts is treating this character, then we see this panorama interview that we know is real, her actual behavior. It, it just feels weird. It feels like an impersonation, like a really bad celebrity impersonation. And that's not what the film wants to do, but it did it anyway. And the same thing happens with Diana the Musical. My opinion is that somewhere in between Spencer, the 2021 film, and season four of The Crown is the truth. Why do I think that? Paul Burrell, Diana's former butler, has come out multiple times talking about The Crown and most recently Spencer. And this is where we look to historians. Historians have dismissed Diana the Musical. Historians have dismissed the 2013 film Diana. They've completely dismissed it. The big point of contingent right now is The Crown and Spencer because those that knew her, especially Paul Burrell, they have said those are pretty close to reality. That feels like her again. It's like I'm seeing her again. Uh, Paul Burrell went and said Kristen Stewart's mannerisms are very spot on. She's the closest. He even said that in the past 10 years, Kristen Stewart's depiction of her is the closest to how she truly was behind closed doors. We have that, but then there's another uh, uh, author and historian that, that came out saying, no, I knew her, and while this these parts are true, she knew how to behave when it was Christmas, and she knew what was expected of her, and she would have still been able to put on a face and get through it. Spencer is a very big divisive film where either historians that are very close to the royal family are dismissing it as a complete work of fiction, this is a bad film, it doesn't depict any truth, doesn't do anybody any favors, but then those that were close to Diana are coming out saying, hold on, some of this behavior is actually true, some of this feels real, some of this, yes, is rooted in some sense of truth. And the same thing happened with The Crown. In fact, I dare say more has happened with The Crown because the government tried to get involved to put a disclaimer before season four because it got a little too close to the sun. Paul Burrell went and was interviewed a few times. The news outlets kept saying, okay, what is, what's close to truth? Did the, what did the crown get right? What did the crown get wrong? And the crown, he said, the crown got a lot right in terms of season four. They got the dynamic between Charles and Diana, especially where Charles didn't particularly care and wasn't there doting on her and just kind of pushed her aside. They got that right. They got a lot of Diana right. They got a lot of the marriage right. They got a lot of uh, Prince Charles right. They got especially some stuff with Margaret Thatcher. Paul Burrell has said, yeah, this is the best season so far. They, yes, it's a dramatization, but there's a lot that I lived through that I'm seeing again. And my opinion is if they were accurate, okay, why are, why is the government calling for a disclaimer to be put in front of it? So that's my opinion. But those are the four big depictions of Diana in media. There is the 2006 film, The Queen, and The Queen is of her death. And it is about the fallout and the decisions that the royal family needed to make. And of course, this is a work of Peter Morgan, 
So the Queen and the Crown are both the works of Peter Morgan, and Peter Morgan brings in a lot of historians and former royal aides and people that worked within the within the firm to help try to keep things grounded in some sense of reality, where then he takes his coloring pencils and colors things in. So the Queen, again, tries to better inform the decisions that the royal family made the week of Diana's death and funeral. And that one is really based a lot in reality. This one is more focused on the queen rather than Princess Diana, but it is a depiction of her. But in all four of these depictions, where is some truth? I say there's some truth somewhere in between The Crown, season four, and Spencer. Somewhere in between there is where the truth is, where we can sort of put those two together and get a better understanding of how she behaved behind closed doors. That's just my opinion. That's the goals of those, of the television show and the film, to try to inform how she was behind closed doors. And in my opinion, somewhere in between there is where the truth is. But that's not the only depictions of her in media. We have countless books. There's the Andrew Morton book, both the original 1992 version and the updated one that I have. There's the Sarah Burton book. There's her on fashion. There's all her homes. Deb Stratus has a whole series where she follows Diana in different parts. And again, she tries to fill in what probably happened behind closed doors. There's countless books that still keep being released. There's documentaries. Some just to name a few. There's Diana, Last Days as a Princess. Diana, My Mother, Her Life and Legacy. Uh, Diana, The People's Princess. Diana, Seven Days That Shock the World. There's the documentary that's just the audio tapes that Andrew Morton used for his book. And there was very recently the CNN special that came out about two weeks ago that I have yet to watch. There was also this past summer when Prince William and Prince Harry debuted a statue of Princess Diana in Kensington Palace. And more recently in the news, Diana's brother, the Earl Spencer, he denied the Crown filming at Althorpe. So the Crown wanted to film at Althorpe for season five. And they follow the rules like everybody else. They submit. They submitted an application. They they followed the rules put forth. And Lord Spencer went, thanks, but no thanks, and denied the show filming at Althorpe. So Diana and the Spencer family are back in the news again. But a lot of these documentaries have come out in the past 15, 20 years. The oldest, I think, was from 2004. And... That's, again, still within this 20, 20-year 20 window. But why do we keep having all of these depictions? Why do we keep having countless books being put out that don't really advance the narrative any further? You know, the Andrew Morton book really, you know, shined a light in what happened behind closed doors. And that one Diana readily worked with. So that one's based a lot in her truth and her experience there's those tapes that have come out that there's both transcriptions of in the book and you can see them in the documentary there's also i'm having a immediate flashback there's the mini series i believe on netflix called the royal house of windsor and diana gets talked about f- frequently in that how she changed the royal family her strengths her weaknesses in the family in the past three, four years, there's been a huge Diana resurgence in media, in television, in film. 
partially could it be because of the crown we all knew this was going to happen so we all were on pins and needles waiting to see when it was going to happen probably but it's already something that's happened we've seen with the 2013 film the 2006 film why are we still this obsessed with her well she is someone that we all think we know we relate to her in more ways than one we see ourselves in her her story is one that a lot of people relate to being that her husband didn't take the best care of her she was this wronged party in a marriage that had an affair going on she had mental health issues and was very open and vulnerable about them she had an eating disorder that she was very open and vulnerable about she has a childhood that I at least can relate to. Parents getting divorced, very much seeing the fighting happening play out in real time. So she's a character that we all can relate to, that we all can understand, that we see bits of ourselves in, that we feel validated by that, that somebody as famous as her experienced something that I experienced. So it makes it's endearing to see. She had a legacy that was cut short. She is this, uh, I would compare her to, you know, Amy Winehouse, this hugely talented, promising figure that right as their career's beginning, it gets cut short and they and they die. She is this wronged party, this fairy that's become this fairy tale, this martyr. We all feel like we know her when, like me, I never knew her. I never will know her. But she is this character that is this wronged party, this fairy tale, this person in such a high status that was so vulnerable with the public. She gave the public what they needed, which turned the royal system on its head. She changed things. And media, that's something that you can even hear. It's a media playground. What can we do with this? We can do so many different depictions with this. It's this tragic fairy tale. And tragic fairy tales are ones that the media loves and the royal family has been this impenetrable force for a thousand years and now we've seen cracks in the facade especially with with diana she really turned the system on its head she changed everything still to this day where did this weird resurgence as of late come from personally i don't know it seemed to have come out of nowhere but I think partially we can look at is The Crown. The Crown really brought in a new generation of royal enthusiasts. It brought in a whole new generation that became interested in it. The good, the bad, the ugly. And that's one of the strengths of The Crown is it shows what happens behind closed doors. Yes, history happens around it, but that's the main purpose of the show. Is to tell what's going on behind closed doors. And... We know a lot of Diana in what the media shows. Existing speeches that are still there, photos, press ops, big events. We don't really know what happened behind closed doors with her. We have books telling us what happened, but what did it look like? That's where the fascination lies. And she is this figure that everybody still relates to. It's still po it's still important. And I doubt we'll ever go away. I doubt that this fascination with Diana will ever go away. And as time continues to progress, it will the story will mainly become one-sided. I was having a conversation about this with my mother, actually, a few a few days ago. And she my mother, as an aside, still loves her. She's 
very much this on on the side of she was inspiration to me when I was a teenager as a young adult and I still find inspiration in her but my mom even said you know she there's you know three sides to every story their side your side and then the truth and you know Diana still did some things that you know didn't necessarily help her she didn't she she had her various affairs that the uh the crown talked about that uh spencer briefly talked about but you know there's still parts of history that we will never know that my mom even said you know there's still stuff that we will never know and we need to accept that we will never know there's things about her the royal family when doing documentaries doesn't talk about her the social media does especially around the time of her death around the time of her birthday um, any big events where the royal collection of the crown is erecting a statue or any of her fashion shows up, they talk about her. But the Queen or the Prince of Wales will not sit down in an interview and talk about her. You know, Princess Anne or Prince Edward will not sit down and talk about her. No, that's not what they're going to do. The only people that talk about her in some form of documentary is Prince William and Prince Harry. You know, the royal family doesn't talk about her. The Spencer family doesn't do interviews talking about her anymore. The only people that talk about her now are historians and friends and former staff members that that knew her. So there's a lot that we just will never know. And that's where the media fascination is. Trying to depict the things that we don't know because we want to know. And this is where the royal family gets very pissed. They get very angry. As I said last week, they're trying to move on. They're trying to let history move on, and The Crown and the film Spencer is informing a whole new generation about Charles's missteps, and it, all the work that he did post her death up until season four of The Crown is now completely shattered. His approval rating the moment that came out dropped, Camilla's dropped, but to begin to wrap things up, what is it that we were talking about today? I kind of digressed a little bit. We have four depictions of Diana in film and in television and in musical. The 2013 film with Naomi Watts, the recent musical, The Crown, and Spencer. Where is truth? Where is not accurate? The musical and the 2013 film? No. Did their best, but no. Somewhere between Spencer and The Crown is where the truth is. And people have come out that knew her very intimately have said, yes, they've gotten enough right to where this, to me who knew her, this feels believable. Why do these keep coming out? We just want to know everything about her. It's this parasocial relationship that we have with these type of big celebrity figures where we want to know everything about them, but they have no idea who we are. We live vicariously through them, and Diana is a figure that so many people relate to, that so many people see themselves in, and this will more than likely keep persisting. But there is just a discussion. What do you think? Did you Have you seen many of these, and do you feel the same way? What's going on in your thoughts? Have you noticed the same thing? There's been a lot of Princess Diana lately. There's companies that are remaking her sweaters. There's people that are getting her hair cut again. There's cosmetic companies that had her makeup or, you know, really leaning into it. I remember seeing an ad for the perfume that she wore for her wedding is still, that you you can still purchase. There's this whole Diana fever again. And it seemingly came out of nowhere. And yet it has no signs of stopping. 
if you made it this far, thank you for stopping by the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to email me to let me know how I'm doing and request future topics for future episodes, you can email me over at BritishRoyalFanPod at gmail.com. I check that regularly. Additionally, we have our Twitter page at Fanatic underscore Royal and our Facebook page, the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I check those regularly. I've been interacting better on Facebook and I've gotten some pretty good recommendations for future episodes that will be coming down the pipeline. So get excited. If you feel so inclined and would like to donate to the podcast, there's a PayPal link and a monthly subscription service over on Anchor. Of course, you'll get shout outs and different accolades there to make it worth worth your while. But I'm a one man show here and any and all help is greatly appreciated. Head on over to wherever you are listening to rate, review, subscribe and share. The more you do, the bigger the podcast family can get and the more I can improve the show. Have a great rest of your week. Stay safe and stay healthy. And I'll see you in the next one.